It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This podcast is brought to you by Green and Black's Velvet Edition, a delicious range of sumptuously smooth dark chocolate. Listening to the Irish Times podcast, I'm Cathy Sheridan. Are you last minute merry when it comes to Christmas? Well, fear not. The Women's Podcast is here to help with a guide to last minute Christmas shopping. What more could you want? If you want to know the best place to get gorgeous homewares, eco friendly makeup, or small but thoughtful gifts, we've got you covered. We've enlisted the help of beauty writer Laura Kennedy and fashion stylist Karina Gaffey to give you some inspiration, and we really hope it helps. Our two Christmas experts joined Roisin England's studio to tell you where to pick up the best deals and where you can get your pet's face printed on a pair of socks. Which I think is a great idea, but supposing you have four pets. Karina and Laura, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Um, We got you in here because we always get you in every year to talk about, basically to help listeners because it's a really, can be quite stressful. I'm already feeling it. So there's only a few more sleeps really when you put it together Mm. till till the big day and we're all a bit panicked and stressed. Um, I know I'll be going to Oliver Bonas on Grafton Street, the newly opened. Notions of the best kind. (laughs) Exactly. Well, you were living in that there, London, so you've got all of her bonus all over the place, but we yeah. haven't. Yeah. It's kind of exciting lunch. I do love their kind of mix of little trinkets that they have, like their little homeware bits, I think, are great. At the, at the moment, like, homewares are kind of the new it bag, like, among the fashion set. Okay, so, good yeah. to know, good to know. I mean, all of her bonus aren't paying us, by the way. This is the second time I've mentioned <laughs> them on the podcast. <laughs> I just love that shop. Um, but, yeah, we're going to talk about sort of last minute Christmases, because, like, if you're like my mother, you've got everything sorted and everything's wrapped and really annoying. Mm-hmm. And we don't talk about people like that. But I don't know about you two, but I'm not like that. No, no And I'm I not. definitely need uh, a bit of help at this crucial time. So, Karina, where would you suggest for sort of stylish people, people who, you know, like pretty things, practical things that are, you know, going to make people smile and make them happy on Christmas morning? Well, I think one way of cheating a little bit is trying to get a personalised gift. Now, it doesn't have to be, say, someone's name etched onto something, but that obviously is available that you can kind of go, especially with beauty pieces, more so like getting Maison Margiela perfume and Lodabo as well. You can get names like etched onto it. And I think it's a way of cheating it if it is last minute and it looks like you put in a lot of bit okay. of effort. So like whether it's like initials, necklaces, like Lulari do great initial necklaces that can range from like 70 euro up and then even Debenhams have done a massive like personalised section with initial kind of pouches and makeup bags and all that kind of thing so you can kind of get that little bit of like extra thought into the present with something kind of a little bit more personal. Okay it does sound even if it didn't take you that long to go into Debenhams and get something personalised it looks like it did. Definitely, so. and I think like even places like Moe and Chandon and Brian Thomas were doing like personalised photos. I have to correct you there, it's Moet. Oh, Moet, yeah. yes. Sorry, yeah. Moet, yes. We know um, these things on the women's podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, they also 
Ireland's were doing personalised socks and they sent me a pair with my dog printed on them, which was the best <laughs> present I've ever received. Yeah, so yeah, Teddy Bear is now a sock star. So, you know, there's those cute little things that I think. And they had a necklace brand last year as well that did massive business with people just loving that kind of extra element to a present as well. Okay, so personalise it and that will bring joy. What about you, Laura, in terms of the beauty lovers and makeup lovers or anything else that you've found? Just something that you know if someone's into makeup, they are going to love this. Well, it's I've planned in no way for Christmas, uh, which is deeply professional of me. And I have no idea what to get for anyone I love. Why but, are we having you on here? I don't well, know. Well, because I've been doing nothing but write about Christmas gifts. It's just my own life that's a complete mess. Um, so what I will be doing is kind of cheating a bit like you suggested. So um, if you have a sense of kind of what somebody likes, you know, they always wear like a white floral fragrance, then you have a sense of what they're going to like. So you can do the thing of going and buying the thing they always wear or... You can go into a department store and talk to someone behind the counter. I mean, this is probably not a Christmas Eve thing to do because you're going to have to like wrestle your way in there. But or just Google white flower fragrances, find something else that is similar, but along the same lines that it feels like, oh, this is, you know, this is like the thing you love, but it's not the exact same fragrance. Um, And when it comes to gift sets as well, I feel like they're maligned uh, reputationally. Well, I think it's from back in the day when I don't know about you guys, you're a bit younger than me, but you know, you'd get the talc and the something else and the something else. And it was like, I'm not going to use any of these things and just end up just thrown at the end of the cupboard. They'd be drab. But this year in particular, gift sets are brilliant. So if you go to a brand like NARS, they have stuff from, you know, 18 euro up and it's all really high quality. Everybody loves a mini. I just, you can't beat mini products. Um, and there really is something sort of tailored to every potential interest. And there are gift sets themed around, you know, particular colours. So NARS are famous for their uh, indelicately named orgasm range. Um, they have other obscenely wrong named... wrong a good orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they have uh, various gift sets oriented around that and some just incredible palettes you know so anyone who likes a palette is going to you know lose their reason over a palette that beautiful um so it, it's not as hard as it feels you just kind of have to do your research beforehand go in with a list and your elbows out and you'll be grand and you can personalize the kind of sets now as well as you can you know that's you'd like... have our names on everything <laughs> i know no i mean as in personalized to their taste as in it's okay. not like the gift set oh, like sorry. you were saying like yes. in, if you know if they love pink lipstick mm-hmm. that you can get like a set that was you know dedicated to that color or, mm-hmm. and I think subscription boxes as well are, you know, they've been popular for a while, but they're kind of everywhere at the moment that you can get a gin box subscription. So So this is where you get you get sent something monthly. Yeah. You get gin sent every month. Is that a thing? Yeah, or you can get pajamas sent every month and have a cosy night in. You can get books sent. How many pairs of pajamas do you need? I love a good set of pajamas. (laughs) That's definitely on my Christmas wish list. But I think it's like then the present lasts a little bit longer than Christmas and every month who doesn't love getting post that you get like a little gift. Well, I can say you get a subscription to the Irish Times. Of course. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just throw that little plug in there because we have a big poster outside our window. I don't know if you saw it as you came in, which suggests that the Irish Times make a very good gift. <laughs> End of plug. <laughs> but yes, carry on. So the gift kind of carries on throughout the year. Yeah, you can get like for three months or six months. And there's so many different kind of subscription boxes from like, you know, a pajama set that you get with your cozy hot chocolate. So hibernation one starts. So you're like set up for it. And then obviously there's a couple of with books that you get sent with your chocolate as well. So you can, you know, and it's a new book every month. And then there's a book club online that you can talk about the book so a little bit more thoughtful and you know still personal but you know just not your standard smelly set you're a talc powder mm. um, I think as well people tend, particularly with beauty they tend to think you know X is a beauty person or they aren't but there are beauty gifts for non-beauty people so 
you know, if you have someone in your family or a friend who's very uh, concerned about sustainability, buy a gift set from a brand like Aveda. They make all their products with wind power. So if you just say that to someone, even if they're, you know, it's shampoo, it's the basics that everybody needs anyway. Um, and that's a considerate gift and it's a very easy gift as well. Like you're not, you don't have to put a huge amount of effort into it. Or, you know, more um, kind of luxury versions of basics. So Byredo, the absolutely obscenely beautiful fragrance brand has come into the Marvel room at Brown Thomas and they do essentially a very glam sanitizer for your hands. Um, so it costs, I don't know, I suppose about 20, 25 euro, which is expensive, but it, they come in their, in their beautiful fragrances. Tulip Mania is my favourite. It's this amazing floral. And, you know, it doesn't smell like a hospital corridor. And it's kind of amazing to take out of your handbag. It makes your hands smell lovely. It's just a really basic, boring product that is made elevated and made beautiful. And that's the, what I was talking about homewares as well in the Marvel rooms is this um, interiors. She was a jewellery designer and now she's kind of gone into objects and she has a love handles vase and her name's Anise Kamich and it's like the cult item because obviously homewares, everyone loves their it bag was kind of moving into like your it pieces in your for your OODTs your, on your Instagram showing off your <laughs> interior style. So people are kind of moving into that. And so if you have a fashion lover in your house, I think an interiors gift is a nice kind of piece to get them as well that they can dress up their dressing table or you know their bookcase whatever it's just something a little bit different like Olivia Rubin who is famed for her uh, rainbow skirt and rainbow dresses has done a collaboration with Etsy where she has loads of different plates and Jonathan Adler did a collaboration with H&M just recently so there's that real merge between fashion and interiors completely this year so that you can get someone something a little bit different I think as well. You're nodding away there. Would you like a homeware stuff for Christmas, Laura? I would. Like, I'd like a lamp if anyone's listening and wants to get me a present. Mm. I don't think you can have too many lamps. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, never turn on the big light. Never That's turn on the big light. It's sort of a rule of <laughs> life, isn't yeah, it? Never. Or even candles, like fancy candles. Like Anna Hindmarch does really cool kind of, you know, fashion candles. Bella Freud as well, like in sea green. And one of a great boutique to pick up little pieces as well. They have the Bella Freud candles with the kind of fl- slogans on it. And I think, you know, between a lamp and a candle, you've got your room nicely lit <laughs> or or the the sort of absolute millennial and I mean millennial by the actual millennial age not Gen Zers because I won't be lumped in with them <laughs> but um, house plants are a complete like insta craze yeah. and they are essentially the renter's pet um I would love a good house plant for Christmas you know you can order them online for people you can find kind of rare or unusual ones and they're just a really beautiful way to make your house feel homely. Definitely. Laura, you've written about this. You've written about this obsession of yours yeah. and the fact that they're now, you're nurturing your little plant and yep. it's not, some people say you have a dog or a cat or another sort of pet. The actual plant is the best. Well, I guess, I mean, I also have a cat who eats the plant so those <laughs> don't work together great. But yeah, I suppose it's in a renter's market, you kind of, a lot of the time your home doesn't feel like it belongs to you and you have to call someone and ask permission to put, you know, a nail in the wall or to have a have a have a dog or a cat but you can fill the house with plants and you know nobody can kind of say boo to you because what are they going to do oxygenated for you like <laughs> yeah. um it's something to nurture it makes it feel like yours it's a way of personalizing the space and it they kind of you know they, they I, I take an hour every Sunday and look after my plants and it makes me feel yeah good and definitely there's so many vases Oliver Banas do them Penny's even do them Tone Stores has a great plant section um, so there's definitely loads of different vases and plant pots that have come uber cool, metallics and florals that you can kind of get as well to kind of lift the space, dress the space. So have you any other ideas for people? I think this is very inspiring, actually, because it's, it's sort of um, very broad. But 
going back to beauty and talking about hair, Laura, is there mm. anything? I mean, I have this big quandary about shelling out four or five hundred euro for a hairdryer, but they're out there, particularly the Dyson one. Mm-hmm. And you get people who think they're the most amazing product and other people who just think that's a waste of money. Yeah. But you are a fan of the hairdryer. I am a fan of the Dyson Supersonic. I am indeed. Um and, uh, and I trust you, Laurie. See, I know oh, that you thanks. wouldn't just be saying that because they give you a free one or anything like that. No, I mean, I'm I'm a reluctant fan. I, like, I always <laughs> want to fight. Beauty writers are so promiscuous. We have no loyalty to brands at all. You know, we're always cheating on things we like with other things we might like more. Um, but the Supersonic gave me the thing that nothing else ever did. Well, it actually gave me two things. One was the ability to blow dry my own hair because I can't do it. And I don't mean, you know, a fancy salon-y bouncy blow dry. I mean the kind where you just don't have Irish hair once you're done. You know, it's not rebelling against itself and full of static and angry and trying to leave your like head. Like your hair looks lovely today. Did you blow dry that yourself? Well, I used a straightener to put some waves in it. Okay. I, so, but the supersonic, if I just get a flat paddle brush yeah. and I blow my hair down with the with the dryer, it isn't fuzzy and it looks silky and it stays that way. And that's nice. why I love it because I can't do the round brush thing. Every other hair dryer, if I see steam coming out of my hair, I get frightened. I'm like, am I roasting it? I don't want any of that. And also I like about the Supersonic that it uses power instead of heat. So I've definitely seen my hair quality improve as I've used it. Um, you know, and if you are bleaching or whatever, you can really notice the difference after a few months. Karina, she's very persuasive on the old Dyson Supersonic, isn't she? I'm kind of sold on it. And is it really yeah. lightweight then? It's, no. it's I, the thing that I really like about how they make their products is it doesn't feel like that when you pick it up, but it is designed for you to use yourself. So the way it's weighted, once you lift it over your head, you, you never have that sensation that your arm's going to fall off because mm. it's designed for you to be able to hold it without sort of stressing out the muscles in your arms. Um the other product they came out with was the Air Wrap, mm-hmm. which again I've seen many different opinions about. Have you yes. both tried it? I haven't tried it. Like I've heard people with shorter hair, obviously they don't feel like it works as well. Maybe it's like a length thing that mm. people obviously to get the perfect curl. So I never have tried it. I feel like I have tried it and I like it, but I think it depends on your hair type in terms of how it works for you, especially like the the um, density of your individual hair. So if you're the kind of person whose hair can't hold a style and you need to roast it in with a tong or a really hot blow dryer, I think that, uh, yeah, <laughs> the style will drop and I don't love that about it. But um, in terms of being a hot brush, it comes with loads of attachments, a couple of curling barrels and then some brush attachments. You can give yourself a nice bouncy blow dry with that and it looks great. But I would not personally spend 400 euro for that unless all of the attachments work for you, then it's not, it's, I, I would definitely choose the hairdryer first. What, the people it works for, it really works for, but it doesn't work for everybody. Okay, well yeah. I think that's fair enough. You are definitely persuading me on the old supersonic hairdryer though. When I think of big purchases like that, I try and um, think of how long it will last. And how then, long will it last? Well, in and around, it can last up to eight or so years. So I, I, I do the maths on a day rate and I think about how or, or per use. I really will. Because um, when I think of how many hair dryers I went through before this, you know, big, heavy, clunky things that roast your scalp and burn out the motor. I just, I really do like it. If you can afford it. And of course, not everybody can. And speaking about hair, like hair accessories, obviously a really cute kind of little gift, little stocking filler to kind of add to the wish list at Christmas. Like you're very on trend with your hairband tonight. Really? Today. Thank you yeah. very much. I've got a very black, it's <laughs> probably cost around seven euro from H&M, I yeah. have to say. I didn't well, we're even seeing kind of hairbands coming through again for like 
2020 Chanel well, It's funny I was looking at my daughter's Santa list last night and on it are many headbands just oh, yeah. lo- lots See? of headbands It kind of crosses it's multi-generational it crosses all um, so Chanel on their recent show there their pre-fall collection had uh, like the padded headband that we've seen that Kate, Mel- Kate Middleton has worn and um, like little slides and um, Marvel rooms at Brian Thomas have Ashley Williams, who's a London fashion designer who's like uber cool, best mates with Alexa Chung. And she has like statement slogan, like little hair slides and stuff, which are really sweet as well. So I definitely think after you get your lovely blow dry from your Dyson that you can <laughs> amp it up a little bit more with like a hairband. And like obviously throughout the high street, they have them from pennies, H&M. Yeah, I think and for any teenage... With young women in your life, a hair, a nice hairband is actually a great present if they've got a bit of hair, like if yeah, they're exactly. you know, and shoulder length. Or... Zara do some great embellished ones. Kate Middleton again wore a Zara headband recently, and it like sold out immediately. So if it's good enough for the royals, you know. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Would you concur on the hairband uh, front? Yeah, I, I I enjoy a hair accessory. I feel like it's um they've been much maligned in the past, and we're in a nice window where you're not going to get judged for them, or you know have people shout '90s throwbacks from Clueless <laughs> or whatever at you. So, um, I mean, for teens also though, I would say uh, maybe these gifts are incredibly dull, but I think they're also really practical. A lot of people don't want to use, they want to stop using single-use cotton pads. So for to encourage good skincare habits and cleansing, you know, some reusable, washable cotton uh, rounds, you can get them places like Holland and Barrett, around eight quid. They're a really reasonable buy. And then also something like, um, have you, are you familiar with Dame, the, the tampon applicator brand? No. They're no. a really brilliant company. Um, they, they're they basically trying to reduce single-use tampon applicator waste because there's tons and tons of it every year. So they make uh, this applicator uh, you can use with any tampons, although they do make organic tampons if you want as well. Um, it comes in a lovely kind of presentable tin. It's really portable and you can wash and reuse it and it lasts forever. Um, and it's a really kind of practical thing to sorry, have. I'm sorry to be stupid, but you're saying that they have this tampon that you can reuse and just put it in the washing machine? or it, No, it's, 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 the the applicator. it's the applicator for okay. the tampon. So it's made of like a medical grade uh, stuff and you buy your regular tampon that has no applicator with it, no plastic. Mm. You pop it in, you can use it, you can rinse it, keep it in the tin and you have it forever. Essentially, you never have to buy single-use tampons again for applicators. It's very cool. I met mm. a woman recently, I'm hoping to have her on the podcast at some point, who has been making reusable... Um, Sanitary pads. Yes, they're definitely, yeah. So they're, you, you can see a lot of them now with their cloth yeah. and they button down, mm-hmm. you know, across. The, yeah, there's reusable. And you can put them in the washing machine and then just use them again. And there's mm-hmm. underwear now as well that obviously that are washable and reusable and, you know. Laura, actually, you're not seriously suggesting though that listeners give somebody a reusable <laughs> tampon applicator for Christmas. But, but actually, I think, I'm just thinking of a couple of people I know who actually would appreciate that and think it was very thoughtful. I think it, it's a specific kind of person for sure and you, only you can know <laughs> if you know that person um, but for someone who's conscientious and they're not frilly about beauty related stuff and self you know personal grooming related stuff it's a very practical usable gift that they might appreciate because I suppose that's one thing we should talk about and you've kind of alluded to it a couple of times is that you know with Greta Thunberg there and everything else and all the conversations we're having this Christmas and accumulating loads of stuff does seem very counterintuitive to what's going on um, in terms of the climate and in terms of our future and the future of the younger people and, you know, all of us, really. So have you seen anything that would appeal to people with that guilt, basically the climate guilt that a lot of people are experiencing? 
Um, I think you you just have to choose your your brands carefully, um, especially the beauty industry is a real devil for greenwashing. So they, they'll do a lot of pretend gesturing at making efforts without really making them. So, I mean, unfortunately, this may be the time of year in which no one has time to do any research, but you kind of do have to carefully do your research um, and kind of look at the marks on products in terms of like the cruelty free, the organic and that kind of thing. Um but if you just want a really easily accessible brand, um, I would recommend one like Aveda because it's available everywhere and you can buy it online. And I mean, the idea that they make all of their products with wind power is really quite unprecedented. And nobody knows about it because the brand's been around for 30 years. You know, they just don't talk about it enough. Um, so they're a great option. I definitely think rental fashion is having a moment as well as obviously pre-loved it was interesting to see in the Marvel Room and Brown Thomas that they had a section from Vesteray Collective which is a big pre-loved luxury website and they also had a section from Chappella with some classic handbags that you know are pre-owned and that you can purchase through that way so it's something that's kind of coming together but also at the British Fashion Awards my wardrobe, which is now being looked after by Jane Shepperton, who is like was the driving force for Topshop back in the nineties, and Whistles as well, um, has started to work with them and brought about a hundred different influencers and celebs and got them to rent their dresses from my wardrobe. And you kind of seeing that even trickling down. There's a lot more rental places, a lot more Irish celebrities wearing rental as well. Rosanna Purcell is the big into uh, Rags Revolution is a new rental place. So you can, and then there's a few subscription rental places that you could buy monthly subscriptions to and be able to rent. H&M are launching like a rental service as well in their store in Sweden in a, in a couple of months and trialling it. So there's definitely a move away from even getting dressed for your Christmas party and like, you know, buying loads of new pieces, loads of new sequins that people are kind of slowing down in that aspect. Okay. So it's having an impact and not just in a kind of superficial way. That's definitely, I think. Because you see people, um, I don't think Ashling B is a big fan of ethical clothing and also um, I think Catherine Cleary is going to write a piece for us about how she hasn't bought one new item of clothing all year. Yeah. And there are people really conscious and, and making an effort in terms of just not accumulating more stuff. Yeah, and I definitely think another way is obviously buying local, buying Irish. Um, you know, there's some great great Irish jewellery designers for something really small, like Inner Island have gorgeous pieces, um, these pearl drop gold, um, they're around 100 euro or so. They're stocked at Arnott's and, and throughout the country as well. Um, and I just think, you know, buying local, there's a few, like, uh, there's a sustainable shop that's opened up on Fade Street as well that has loads of sustainable beauty and sustainable pieces as well. And just kind of like searching out the local boutiques and stuff across the country, like Samui and Cork is amazing um, for fashion pieces, Sea Green, like I mentioned as well, and just trying to support, you know, Irish and local. The Irish Times Women's Podcast is brought to you by Green and Black's Velvet Edition. Sumptuously smooth, dark chocolate. Well, Laura, what do you want for Christmas? Oh, man. Um, that's an incredibly hard question. Uh, it, no beauty, actually, because I just feel like I've had enough of it. I mean, I, I really would be happy with the plant. I love socks. I'm very dull. Like, I'm really good. Because I'm never going to... Do you gonna... like socks with your cat's face on them? Um... I'll, look, I would, Roisin. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, I would. I was going to be really offended if you said you didn't want I'd socks <laughs> with your animal printed on it. I wouldn't wear them with, like, cut-offs, but I would. I would wear them. Um... Yeah, I I feel what like other socks, Laura. Like, what's the sock thing? Well, the sock thing is that um, I think most of us 
refuse to invest in good staples, I refuse to spend on socks. But I don't mind if somebody else does. You know, I wear through my socks and yet I won't just buy some decent ones. I mean, the same goes for underwear, but I don't want anyone to buy that for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like practical gifts, I suppose. I spend a lot of time surrounded by lovely, luxuriant things, which is a wonderful privilege. But I don't need any more lipstick. I just want some socks. <laughs> I'm kind Karina? of the same as well. Like one of the best gifts that I got from my mother-in-law, which was the best ever, was um, an electric blanket and I broke it. <laughs> and I'm raging every time I get into bed now that I broke the electric blanket, but I have a feeling she's she getting, getting us another replaced. one. She's getting us a replacement. She's already set it. It's not going to be a surprise. Um, yeah, the same. Like I kind of, you know, in our jobs that we get access to different things and see different things. So when it comes to presents, I definitely, I definitely like practical, like or something like loungewear like you know a nice pair of pajamas it is kind of I feel like Christmas for us is the anti-excess I mean excess food loads of that but (laughs) kind of pared back gifts and even when you were were saying buy Irish and buy local there's so many brilliant Irish homegrown brands for beauty like the Burn Perfumery they make their own stuff in the Burn it's beautiful or Warrior Botanicals uh, out of West Cork they're brilliant too for you know natural stuff that's made from ingredients that you know grow in the area um Yes, just, I think, less is more <laughs> Christmas. We've all got too much stuff. Um, you've moved to London, Laura, in the yeah. last... How long are you there now? It's been a year and I think three months now. Yeah, because you've quite yeah. a lot of moves and change mm. in your life. Um, how are you finding it? <laughs> There's a massive question. Uh, oh, gosh. Um, I hate moving house. And you would think that I wouldn't because I've moved uh, six times in five years. Um, it's very... Uh, yeah, chaotic, and I don't love that, but it does give you skills, kind of uh, maybe not the best ones to have, <laughs> whereby you don't get too attached to places, but there is some good in that. Um, and you certainly start paring back what you own because you, after move four, lugging the same stuff between places, you just think, I don't need this crock pot anymore. I do not need it. Um, yeah, I mean, London is so different from home. I miss home for sure. Uh, and I find when I come back, my shoulders just drop and I, I realise they've been up at my ears because everybody in London is in such a rush all the time and, you know, just on the brink of like slapping everyone across the face. It's something about the public transport and, and the pace of life there. But um, I mean, it's also a very exciting, dynamic place full of different kinds of people, which mm. is cool. And another thing I want to ask you about is um, you've written so movingly over the years about your mother's illness and her death. And recently you wrote again about it on the, I think, the fourth anniversary of your yes. mother's death. Yeah. And you got quite a huge response to that. It's, it's interesting because you have been writing about it quite a bit. And I suppose for you, um, it was another column about grief, but it really struck a chord. What kind of reaction did you get? I was really astonished, to be honest, because, yeah, I wrote the column four years ago when she was sick. Um, and it's one of those... Strange things, I think, as a writer that you just probably don't get any other time in your life where I think I had one unkind comment from anyone throughout the entire process. It's just always been so positive and people have been so kind and good. Um, and yeah, I suppose I, I feel like um, I've written enough about it. So when I wrote about it on the anniversary, it felt like I had to because there was nothing really else going on in my head. You know, when you write a column, you have to write a column that week. And that was my life that week. Um and I think I had a bigger response to that than anything else I've written before. The number of emails and people getting in touch, it was astonishing. Um, I, 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 don't, I still don't really know what to think of it, except that I'm incredibly touched by it. It's just, there's something about death, I think we're, um, just as a, as a culture, we're really good at it. 
really good at talking about it, not necessarily at dying. I don't think anyone's great at that, mm. but we're so um, communal about death and we really share our, our feelings with each other and kind of are kind about it and patient in a way that I think you don't get everywhere. It's quite special and unique, I think, mm. to Ireland. Um, and we have a sense of humour about it too. Uh, and we're just, we're great at remembering people um, in a way that is honest. You know, I, I sort of, I guess I thought when I wrote that column that saying anything um, that might be considered ungrateful for having got through the grieving process and being sort of better now, I felt guilty saying I, I can live without my mother because that's almost like saying it's okay to, and those are not the same thing at all. Um I, I suppose that struck a chord with people because yeah. so many people got in touch to just say, I feel bad that I'm all right. Mm. And that's not really something we talk about, you know? Yeah. Mm. You're nodding there, Karina. Are you thinking about something? No, not really. Just obviously I can relate in some ways. Like um, I lost my dad when I was 12, so which is quite young age. And I think you have to get to a point where, you know, I know it sounds really cheesy, but like it happens for a reason. There's stuff that has occurred in my life that probably wouldn't have occurred, and I don't think I were I would be where I am now if if it didn't. My dad was very into local, very into bringing me to a local school, very much about the community. And then once he passed away, my mom decided to move us to a different school, which was outside the community, a bit further. Had to get the dart into Dorky from Greystones. And I feel like that brought me closer into town, that gave me new friends, that like pushed me into town, pushed me into kind of working in retail in town. And then, you know, from there, my career kind of. And I just feel like when you look back on it, like that was obviously for a reason. There had mm. to be some reason why my life took that turn, although it's terrible. You know, I, I actually don't think I would be where I am now if it didn't happen. Yeah. So I'm OK with that, if you know what I mean. It's not mm. great, but, you know. I definitely think you have to look at the positives and something like that as well. And I think for those reasons as well, um, what you were saying, Laura, about just grief, Christmas can be difficult for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and, in, and in a way, I mean, I know some of what we're talking about, people might think, oh, it's you know, lipstick or makeup or whatever. Mm. But these things can, you know, just cheer people up and give them joy. And, and the practical stuff we're talking about, just it just makes people's lives a little bit better but do you know one thing I've thought about as presents lately and I've done it for a couple of birthdays recently that I think is a real winner and it takes um, a bit of thought and time but it's not too much so you can still do it even with a few days to go but it's finding a really good photograph of someone um, you know and getting it framed going to the yeah. place getting it properly framed and giving them uh, pictures of really amazing memories because you know the way we just don't do it anymore yeah. we've all got our photos on the phone or the computer yep. And I just think a couple somebody has gave me a present. Well, what happened is someone gave me a present of a particular funny moment that I hadn't realised she'd kind of kept you she, she framed it. And to have that, I would never have gone yeah. and got that done. So I in turn did it to my partner, then just got a lovely picture of him with the girls. Mm. You know, I captured, I took around a hundred photos to try and get it. But they're jumping up over a sandcastle that they built, but they're all out up in the air it looks really brilliant and you know put it in a frame and, and that's that really nice holiday memory that you know we can have and look at all the time and definitely like film cameras have are totally having a resurgence <laughs> like the 90s kind of cool are people like, doing that now yeah, yeah a lot of people are doing it. obviously there's the Fuji Instax where you can like get the photos printed immediately and then there's 
like camera phone printers that you can attach to your phone and get stuff printed out. Mm. But like there's definitely, I've started shooting a lot more on a, like a film camera and you just go in and get it. It's so exciting to get it developed because you're like, they could turn out absolutely terrible or they could be brilliant. <laughs> and like they can scan them in so you can still get it by email and then choose to print it out. You don't have to get them all printed. So you can right. just have them still like, you know, in a Dropbox folder or whatever. That's what we do. And then we decided to print whatever. Right? So if we're traveling or behind the scenes and shoots and stuff like that, it just gives a really nice aesthetic and obviously like then you can print them out and give them as a present in a nice fancy frame as well. Yeah, but I think it's a nice idea, isn't it, giving a photo? It's it's a brilliant gift. I've never received a photo in a frame that I wasn't really happy to get. Exactly. And it's it's affordable. You don't have to bankrupt yourself doing it either and it just instantly makes people know that you care about them. It's a brilliant gift. The other thing I've got, which I really like as well, is (laughs) uh, my mother gave me this twice and it was, brilliant both times is a you get a little pouch and inside it's a jigsaw basically but you don't realise what the jigsaw is of the jigsaw is of a photograph again of a for me it was when I went on Woman's Hour in London which was a huge moment in my life and my mum had there was a picture of me with Jenny Murray in Woman's Hour with Natasha who I wrote a book with and then I'm making the jigsaw on Christmas Day and then suddenly <laughs> it's like oh my god it's that moment it's and so you can cute. go on this company she can go on and order them not sure if it's Probably not too late at this point, actually. But I think um, photographs and the fact that we don't put them out there in the way we used to. Mm -hmm. So if you do create a little memory book or something like that for someone, it's a really nice thing. Absolutely. And photos are kind of so momentary and disposable now. But sometimes you get an image that just feels like it deserves to be looked at for more than a nanosecond. You know, and, and it captures a moment and it's beautiful to be able to look at that and have it in the house. It was my friend's 40th recently and a close friend of ours decided to do a photo book and she literally got everyone to put in a photo and a little paragraph Outrageous. and then print it out into a book and that was one of the gifts and it was just like, obviously she cried a lot but like it's <laughs> it's very emotional but it's also, it's just like the time and effort like even though it's just a simple photo of a memory it is, you know, really effective to like cheer someone up or make them cry in yeah. with happiness. And that's something you can take out and look at physically not just, yeah. you know, scrolling through something and like you say just a nanosecond you can actually yeah. spend time and reflect and have a have lovely warm memories. My so, um, best friend actually about seven years ago bought, I think it was in Tiger or somewhere, an advent calendar that you fill in yourself. And she <laughs> filled it with completely unflattering photos of her own face. And I opened every window every day with a terrible chocolate in there and just a really awful, like her in wigs. <laughs> just, it was, it made me laugh for a it made me laugh for a month. I had to open it through January because she gave it to me for Christmas. But it was brilliant. Like, I still have it in the cupboard. It's the stupidest thing I own. I love it. That's brilliant. Well, see, loads of ways to think outside the advent calendar and the and the box. And um, but yeah, I think it is a time for. Um, I mean, we do tend to accumulate too much. But I think if you're a little bit thoughtful with the present. If you don't just, I mean, the problem is going around and just picking up things and and buying them for the sake of it. Mm -hmm. And just we wouldn't be encouraging people to do that, even though it can be so, you know, you get such a panic sometimes, don't you? It's the list. It's having the list, isn't it? And really having a clear idea of what you're going to get rather than just... I think it's just making an action plan and like you were saying, Googling white floral notes or if the, you know that they always love a, a, a jumper, then getting them a knit and, you know, and there's ways of returning stuff. Like as if you just want something to like on the day and if they don't like it, it's not mm-hmm. offensive. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's just uh, thinking about it a bit clearly, 
thinking about the shop that they would like stuff from, like going through their wardrobe a little bit, like not like a creep, but you know, yeah. in, just kind of seeing what they normally wear and what they're into. And just it only takes five or 10 minutes to do a little bit of research. And then it will stop the panic of like elbowing people out of the way, just like barreling through a store. I think it's just helpful to kind of have a little bit of focus. Yes. Well, I hope we've sorted out Christmas for all the listeners. Now they don't have to worry at all. Loads of ideas. No problem. And um, I hope you'll come back again next year and help us again. Definitely. Uh, thank you very much. Happy thank Christmas. You. Jingle bells. <laughs> and that's it for today. Thanks to our guests, Irish Times contributors, Laura Kennedy and Karina Gaffey. Remember, you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Spotify, Acast and all good podcast apps. If you want to get in touch, we are on Twitter and Facebook at IT Women's Podcast or email us on thewomenspodcast at irishtimes.com. The Women's Podcast is produced by Roisin Ingle and Suzanne Brennan with JJ Vernon on sound. I'm Cathy Sheridan and until next time, thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.